0: I should have done it as well but I was so much guarded and in myself and already feeling despair and feeling that something is wrong with me I was taking it too personally when I was doing that internship so that I was not feeling confident to go and like just face it and ask what's wrong with me <laughs>
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Honest UX Talks. As always, I'm joined by Anfisa, and today we are tackling a topic dealing with rejection in your UX job hunt. And so we wanted to maybe share some personal stories, give our personal perspective on rejection in your um, job hunt and how... We can maybe learn or be better after um, after this happens to us and how to better deal with it. So I want to start today on a very personal note. I think that what helps me most is to learn from other people's experience and to feel that I'm not alone in everything that I experience, be it imposter syndrome, the phenomenon of doubting yourself and so on. And it's the same for rejection. It really helps when, okay, I'm not happy when other people get rejected. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But I do feel like, hey, I'm not alone with this pain. It's something that we all experience at some point in our lives. And it's something that's uh, very common. And it's just it's just part of life and part of having a career. On this note, I would love to ask you um, if you have any sh- stories to share around being rejected how did that feel how did that happen what was your experience with rejection so far
0: hello everybody welcome to the next episode and uh, yeah whoa what a <laughs> sensitive topic right that's true. Like, I think most of us are going through the rejection, especially in the beginning, uh, just like I did. Um, I'm going to share my story quickly, trying to be quickly, not trying to be too emotional, because I feel like it was also hard. Um, it's been a long time ago. However, I can try to reflect on the stories um, I have had in the past. So I was finishing my master's degree. My master was something like in between of... Um, Industrial design and user experience design. It was called user-centered design and my portfolio was made of basically like students projects um, That were filled with the industrial products physical products. We had projects like uh, I don't know, Kitchen for elderly people and then we had augmented reality project. So it's like all sorts of projects including digital projects. However, as the UX designer I was not strong and Important to note that most of the times when you're searching for your first job, especially when it was, I think it was like 2014-ish. So at that time, most of the portfolio were still more about visuals. So when you were searching for a job, your portfolio had to have all those beautiful UI cases, to be honest. I was interested in UX already, I knew that. However, my portfolio was still more of an industrial design, UX design, user research, user strategy, understanding the business, but not the necessarily UI. So my portfolio was not really good fit for most of the job positions I have seen around, uh, every time I would find an interesting opportunity, opportunity I'm excited about. And I would even maybe have friends working in a company and I would try to, you know, find my way to maybe get my portfolio out there. I would always see that my portfolio is not a good fit. It was all about like, how do I conduct the user research and how do I, I don't know, understand the business needs. And yet I was not even stronger at, at that because it was just, you know, the student portfolio. Just fresh out of university, so what happened to me is that I've, I've, I've real like deep inside of me, I did realize that my my portfolio is not a good fit for any business right now, but I needed as soon as possible any opportunity, because there is another stress factor that happened to me that I was a foreigner. And it was in Estonia. And so to stay in Estonia, I needed to have a work visa because my student visa already was running out. I had like, I don't know, three, four months to find a job. And I was also doing my master's thesis, which was very stressful. It was very last moment. And so... I mean, it was like a very intense period, very stressful period. I was not sure if I can make it with my thesis. I was not sure if I could even uh, build my portfolio because I don't have really projects. I had only like those hackathon projects and my personal startup projects. So, I mean, I was in a pickle situation where there was no way for me to actually find a job or somebody who can accept me with my, so to say, half-relevant half, half relevant portfolio Uh, even though my network was very, very extensive and I had a lot of like freelance clients so I could do a lot of like side hustles here and there but that would not provide me or help me with my visa uh, when I had only a few months to find a job and otherwise I would have to go back home and for me that meant like fail (laughs) I have a lot of job interviews meanwhile doing my thesis, most of the times I was getting there getting a rejection and people were super nice they were telling me why and I knew why and I just couldn't make it work because again who would give me a chance if I don't even have relevant experience another case that happened to me and I just wanted to bring this because it was also an emotional case for me personally um, there was this moment when I was still in Estonia and I was having my first design internship so there was this company uh, it was a service design agency it was a really good one I really wanted to work there I was so motivated so driven and that's that it was that company that valued like user experience or user um research search or understanding the business needs and user needs first before jumping into the solutions. So for me as the still like in a university person, that was a huge opportunity to maybe even had the very first job with the very experienced people sharing the same mindset. I brought them an email. I said like, I'm extremely motivated, blah, blah, blah. And they were actually looking for an entrance for the summer. It was not public. It was not like in, any advertisement online. It was just me initiating this conversation. And it just matched. So that they were also looking for an entrance. There were a couple of interviews with different stakeholders in that company. And I came to the office a couple of times. I had to present my student portfolio. I had to talk to different people. I don't remember if there was any test. Yeah, there was an interesting test task as well. They were particularly interested in my research skills. And it was a very fun and cool test task. They asked me to go to the cinema, enjoy the movie. But before that, also try to understand the user journey before joining the movies, like buying the ticket and going to the movie. It was an offline period where most of the tickets were still bought offline. So I went to the movie uh, Um, area, I looked at what people are doing there, they were buying the popcorn, how they are buying the tickets, how they were staying in the line, I was documenting every little step, every little nuance and every little observation, I did a couple of uh, guerrilla interviews, so to say, I was just asking people about the experience there and then I had to create like a user journey, customer journey mapping Uh, about the experience there and the areas of improvement uh, right there in the movie scene. So it was pretty, pretty cool test task. I presented it. They really liked that I was attentive to the details of the emotion and interest. I found like an interesting opportunity space and they actually wanted to invite me. And then I think after two, three months, I started working with them uh, for that summer. And so I started working with them. I'm like every day doing my best, going there, seeing what are the opportunities here. But somewhere in the middle of this opportunity, I realized that I don't know. Nobody was giving me the feedback. People were nice. People were helpful. Everybody was busy with their project. And I felt like I don't even know if I can be a good fit because I don't know how I'm dealing here. And in the beginning, the projects I was doing were really cool. I was doing a lot of analysis and mapping and coming up with a like, the problems I have observed. And then somewhere in between, I think that was like a middle of the summer, people started to be extremely busy with other projects, maybe stressful projects. And nobody had really a time for this poor intern to give her a feedback and help her with the projects he can deal with. I think one of the ask or requirement for me was to also find the projects for myself. But it was a, such a small agency, like 15 people maybe. And I didn't know how do I sort of intervene their work they're delivering some projects and ask them give me some tasks I want to help whereas I don't know any context of those projects so it was like this moment when I felt first time insecure about how do I find myself a project when I don't I don't see the area here Or <laughs> I was trying to invent the project invent the problems but sometimes it was just irrelevant or even distractful and somehow in between like in, in the middle of this internship I started feeling that I'm not relevant and then it started becoming just downhill, downhill, downhill. Towards the end of that internship, I realized that nothing's gonna happen. Uh, I'm not meeting the expectations. They are busy. They don't have even time to provide me a feedback. They want you to be very self, um, you know, find your space here, basically. If you find it, you stay around. If you don't, go away. And then what happened? So at the end, I realized, okay, nothing will happen. We never have a conversation about me staying there. And I was a little bit in despair because I knew that my visa is running out pretty soon and there is no way for me to stay there. And so at the end of this whole story my visa expired and uh, the good thing is that i was still being proactive and trying to test my luck everywhere and there was one opportunity where they were looking for designers to send to georgia to teach design they wanted me to go there i didn't even know why i was just fresh very full of imposter syndrome, uh, junior designer with a couple of side projects. I definitely learned a lot theoretically, but uh, practically I was feeling very weak yet. And I had this horrible imposter syndrome after dozens of rejections. Uh, somehow they're taking me there and I'm like gonna teach people. Like, I don't know. It was very uh, emotional, really coaster cool for me. And so I'm going to Georgia and I never get back to Estonia. That's the end of the story. But I'm going to talk about my learnings takeaways later in this episode. Before that, I want to also hear your story, if you have anything to share with us, Ioana. Of course I do. (laughs) I don't think there's anyone out there who hasn't faced rejection
1: in one form or another. Um, I have my personal share of rejection in my career so far. Um, And I think that it's, I would also love it if we would touch on different types of rejections, because I think that it's one thing if you're rejected like you're not called in for an interview and you haven't even met that company, you haven't had a conversation, you didn't have the chances of getting your expectations and hopes up and you're just you're just sending uh, your portfolio and resume and nobody's replying. That that's also a form of rejection. It may also be painful, but it's it's probably not comparable to like making it to the final rounds of an interview and seeing yourself already there in the company you got it and then uh, being rejected once you're so far in the process so I think that there are different types of rejections that we will um, face in our careers and that's something that I would like to touch on as well So to get back to relate this to my personal story, um, when I was starting out as a UX designer, even getting the first UX role, was something where I felt extremely rejected, even though it wasn't so. So it's like you were you brought in the feedback or the conversation uh, factor, which is extremely important. I feel that uh, many times we simply uh, lack the 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 guidance, the feedback, the the help that we need to understand what we might be doing wrong, why we might not be getting opportunities, and that's actually hard to ask for. So if you're applying to a job and that person sees like. 400 cvs it's really hard to demand of them that they write back to you or to every which would mean that they would write back to every uh, applicant and tell them hey your cv didn't pass because this is what we feel it's it's unrealistic and it's 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 not fair if you want i think feedback is something that you can definitely demand if you're being rejected further down the road on the hiring process so if you're in the final rounds it's absolutely normal that you you ask for uh, details on how the interview went how the portfolio was perceived how your presentation of the portfolio was or the whiteboard exercise or whatever you had to do it's natural that you ask for feedback but sometimes if you're in the very early stages of applying on of your job hunt you don't even have the feedback so you're like going in the dark and not knowing what's wrong and so I kind of felt that in the early days of my career. I was uh, trying to transition into a UX role. I was already in the digital department of of the bank. I was working in ING. And um, I kind of felt like they should offer me a UX role because I'm right there. I'm already doing something along those lines. And I'm doing all these courses so I'm trying to t- train myself. And so I was, I was also very... Non confrontational in the sense that I didn't actually insist on getting the job except for sometimes when I felt empowered and I felt okay today I'm gonna go and ask for the job and I did it and the 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 reception of my my uh request was never like yeah sure you do that it was like yeah not now we're actually hiring seniors we need because the department is pretty new we need to infuse it with maturity and best practices and you're junior and so i i felt extremely discouraged for a long time and even though the people there had the best intentions i mean they wanted me to transition into a ux role but somehow it never became a tangible offer and i kept like i felt like i'm doing something wrong I'm not good enough. I will never do this. And so getting my first design role, even when I was like officially put into an apprenticeship position where I was like shadowing the senior designer, being mentored by him. And he was like, I spent like a couple of months. I even delivered my first uh, uh, design uh, decision and in, uh, in design solution. So um, even after I was in this apprenticeship role, the formalizing of the position was not happening. And I was like, it's probably never going to happen. I'm not made for this. I'm not. Why is it not happening? I'm, I'm like six months in this mentorship thing and I should probably get a junior role. Why am I not getting it? And then one day I decided to like confront the situation and and up for myself and I went to the manager and his manager and we had this conversation that was very uncomfortable to me but it also like showed them that I respect my work as a UX designer even if I'm so junior even if I'm just trying to like (laughs) I'm just beginning to transition I still I'm still working, I'm putting in the effort, maybe it's not perfect for design work, maybe I I still have like everything to learn, but I'm working and the company is implementing my decisions, and so I want to be a UX designer. And so then it was formalized then, but yeah, for me it felt like 10 months of rejection, and then finally getting the role. (laughs) And this was a very specific story. I'm not sure if people actually relate to trying to transition within their company, but this is what happened in my case. And then I also felt like um, I, I, I then went into a several years of feeling like an imposter and feeling like I'm a junior and I have no idea what I'm doing and everything felt like overwhelming many times on projects. And then somehow, I don't know what happened, but after a point, I started like having probably something like the Dunning Kruger effect, if anybody wants to Google that. And I became very confident. And I became like, I, I, I had a couple of months, maybe one year when I felt like, I can get any job I want. <laughs> I can apply like to any company. Any company would want to have me. I don't know what was going on there. Probably it was just like I was still trying to like um, make up for the imposter syndrome I was feeling. Make up for the uh, self doubt. Make up for that with with like this this posing to myself that I'm. I'm very senior designer and any company would be lucky to have me. And so I also had this stage and this was like uh, the most painful part of my career, actually, because my dream that I'm like extremely hireable and that anybody would want me was shattered (laughs) when I went into several interviews. uh, Well, not those that many, I think it was two, but I went uh, so confident and so like Hey I'm 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 really this this role is actually beneath me. I'm 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 superior. And but I didn't go with my homework done. And what I'm trying to say is that even if you if you feel like you've you've arrived, you've reached a point in your career where rejection is unlikely, you still have to make put in the effort. Jobs will not fall from trees in your hands, however senior you are. So even even as a senior, you have to put in the work. And what, what my mistakes were in that particular case well, were that I just assumed that people would know what I did on projects. And I just assumed that people, because I'm talking to other seniors, they know what I did to arrive to that particular design solution. Mm. And so I, I was a good storyteller, but not a good enough storyteller because <laughs> I left out important parts or I didn't really, I wasn't really able to convey the problem I was solving and the scale at which I was uh, putting in efforts and, and how my efforts were like integrating in the company's goals and everything. So I I, I was maybe not lazy, but I, I could say that I was a bit lazy in preparing for those interviews and I didn't get the jobs. And so, yeah, it was like, um, you, you can be rejected for different reasons and they mm-hmm. change throughout your career. But still, I think, When I reflect back on everything that has happened in my career so far, uh, rejections included, I feel like there was immense learning going on. So I think that you, as long as you kind of have like at least the self-awareness that helps you make something out of what happened, because sometimes... In the early days, you don't and you rely on external feedback and and you really need people to tell you, like in your example, in your story, Anfisa, you really needed the company to tell you what's wrong, what's going on, because you were very junior. As I advance in my career, at least I'm getting better at this. I kind of I'm able to say honestly, and even if it hurts, hey, Mm -hmm. I was wrong doing that. I wasn't good enough in that particular situation. I shouldn't have assumed anything because as designers we don't assume anything and that's what I did it was a mistake
0: I wanted just to say that I first of all I really like your part of the story also because it's interesting we have two different perspectives right here one is that I'm coming from the place with not having internal transition so like from the outside whereas your story is more like how does it feel or how was it for you to transition internally and also that it's maybe sometimes people can assume and actually I might think that I was assuming that internally transition could also be easier but from our stories, you can say it's not. It's actually equally hard and equally painful and equally you have to pursue it. You have to constantly remind about yourself and do your best and prove why is it worth hiring you as a designer, even if you're super fresh. And I mean, it's it's very tiring and it's very emotional draining. Um, and know it very, very well but I'm, I'm really happy that you have mentioned that you've learned something out of it, I think that's the most important part of it um, and to be completely transparent and honest, I feel like I also have this moment uh, when I felt like I know it all, I figured it out literally after that internship, I felt like I was working in the best company possible those people to- taught me so many things even though they didn't hire me that's fine, I'm probably just too junior for them, but now I know all those secret sources, so just anybody come get me, I'm super smart, I felt that for for a little bit of a <laughs> for maybe months or two or something but then again just like you had um i had a bunch of rejections moving forward because my portfolio as i said was not really relevant to any specific demanded place in that case it was a lot of ui work so yeah i feel like yeah it's, it's a great stories that we have shared so thank you so much for sharing your two <laughs>
1: So um, I, I just want to move in into something like more maybe um, actionable advice for people. So let's say uh, you're rejected. Uh, you, um, you've been rejected. And I think, as I said earlier, I would make that distinction between being rejected early on in the process and being rejected later in the process. So um, what can you do? And what can you do is actually two questions. What can you do to feel better, <laughs> to cope with it, to be able to deal with, with the rejection, which is naturally like all humans fear rejection in every aspect of life that's just unpleasant to experience (laughs) Uh, maybe just embrace the uncomfortableness of that so how what do you do to make uh, to feel better and how can you improve how can you learn and like um build um On top of that rejection, if you want, turn it Mm -hmm. into some an opportunity or a
0: learning at at least. Do you have any ideas around that? So if I look back in my journey, and I feel like what was my mistake? How did I dealt with this? I was sometimes, um, yeah, I'm definitely was I I was definitely taking it personally, and I was thinking that something is wrong with me. Uh, I was maybe being too sensitive to all those rejections where it's not supposed to be about you and who you are as a person and that you're somehow not good enough. It was just about finding the perfect fit. I mean, again, it's like a relationships, Right. You always want this beautiful love, and everybody is accepting you, and you're great, and there is this connection and all of that. But it's it's just you have to go through a bunch of rounds of fails, I guess, to to get to, to find your your partner, your team, your company, because it's a, it's like you're embarking yourself into a journey, into a partnership. Um, so it's it's like you have to zoom out from from it and not taking it too personally because if you maybe didn't find your job or if the company didn't accept you it's not because you're wrong it's just that you didn't find your place people who want to have you maybe because it was not cultural fit, maybe your portfolio was not a good fit, maybe people wanted to work with you but you just had to you know bridge the gap Inexperience because they had more, I guess, uh, responsible projects, whereas you were not strong enough yet to take on the responsibility, and they didn't have time or money to fail. So you know there could be a bunch of reasons, and you just try try not to take it too personally. Uh, but like I think we all would always repeat and repeat and repeat in this podcast: strive for the feedback, but no matter what happens. Um, even if you're in a stage when you receive a lot of rejections for your portfolio, like Joanna said, sometimes you will not receive a memo or note why your portfolio is not a good fit. In this case, you can always, I mean, right now there are so many opportunities, so you can actually just go to add ADP list and find a mentor and ask the mentor to look over your portfolio and see what could be improved there. And the mentor will probably ask you a lot of questions around where do you, what do you target? What are the companies you're interested in? And then see how this portfolio could fit into, uh, how your portfolio could fit into those companies and with their needs and specialities presumably of course but the point is that no matter at which stage you receive the rejection you kind of need to learn from it you kind of need to strive for the feedback in order to optimize your chances moving forward and uh, instead of being despair and feeling like something is wrong with you and stressing out and i don't know having a depression or something you just have to I embrace it and think about it that that's great i mean i'm on my way i'm figuring it out every failure is a lesson let me learn from it and strive for the feedback like you said and it's great that you had the energy to actually go and and make up the case for you right to find this first to transition to an official ux role and that's amazing i should have done that as well but i was so much like guarded and in myself and already feeling despair and feeling that something is wrong with me i was taking it too personally when i was doing that internship so that i was not feeling confident to go and like just face it and ask what's wrong with me can you give me the feedback what can i do better etc etc i should have done that though so that's the lesson i've learned um And so, yeah, like looking for the feedback, I guess that would be my key takeaway here, but not taking it too personally would be my second key takeaway because I definitely did that mistake and I think it was wrong right now if I look back I should zoom out and I should think about it it's a journey and yes I'm looking for a partner it's very normal to not find the partner or a job from the first sight Uh, I just need to find my perfect match so yeah those would be my lessons what about you what would you suggest to people who are going through this journey
1: I also wanted to make the point around the match. I think it's really important, both on a personal level and on a professional level. It has to be a match. It, the rejection—it's not towards you; it's towards the ingredients that you bring to their, let's say, recipe. So it has to be a match be, between the recipe and the ingredients they're looking for. And so, yeah, it's a—it's really—it's really a valuable point. I love it. Um, my my advice. Uh, very tangible, very quickly, I would say if you're getting rejected early on, like if you're not getting called back, if nobody is like, you keep applying, you send your resume, you send your portfolio and nobody's calling you back, if this is happening early on in the process, then probably there might be an issue with your CV or with the portfolio or there's something, recruiters might see a red flag in there and they're not calling you because of that. So what I would suggest is that you find mentors, have the mentors or the senior designers look through your CV, look through your portfolio and try to get uh, different, so some diverse perspectives from several people to understand what you could adjust in order to increase your chances of having a, a push through those first stages and move beyond that. So, this is what I would say in the first uh, stages and then in the later stages. So, if you keep making it to the final rounds and you keep getting called for whiteboard exercises, and I don't know. Uh, the controversial take-home assignments. Uh, If you keep getting there but don't get the job, then I think that um, there is a great opportunity to, if if they don't give you the feedback uh, automatically, because I I would say it's something that they should be doing. So, uh, and this is another aspect that I want to touch upon briefly before we wrap up. Um, Yes, so they should be giving you some sort of feedback, uh, as much as possible, very... um, Uh, detailed feedback on your performance on that um, uh, process, the recruiting process. So uh, if they don't, then just go back and ask for it because that's extremely valuable and you need to learn from it. So um, I guess the main point is one that you already made and we've made uh, several times throughout this conversation Ask for feedback as much as possible. Feedback is essential to adjusting and um, and improving in your job hunt. And on a personal level, yeah, don't take it personally. That's very important. You already said that. I'm not going to repeat too much. And I just want to make one last point before I invite you to share your top three findings. My last point is, um, I think the pain that we're experiencing from rejection also is correlated or is dependent on the way we're being rejected. And I think that we have part of the guilt, if you want, or it's it's part, half or maybe more than half is our responsibility on how we go into this process. But there's also a responsibility on the other side. So I, I hate to hear about stories where people even in... Um, late, very late stages, they don't get any feedback. They even don't get any response. They get ghosted. That's horrible. That's something that shouldn't be happening in the industry. And uh, it's it's definitely not one's fault. It's the fault of how that particular company handles uh, rejections. So I think that um, it, it, it can be very painful when it's not handled right by the recruiting manager or the or the recruiter or whoever is on the other side of the of the process. And I think that here we have a responsibility to discuss about it and to try to improve the industry as a whole because I've heard some horrible practices and they're painful because they're horrible. And that's something that's really hard to deal with. Um, getting ghosted, uh, getting uh, a very non-empathetic response, uh, just a simple message, you're not, we're not going, moving forward with you, bye. <laughs> that hurts. I mean, it's also about how you receive the re- rejection and sometimes it's really not your fault. It's, it's really, if, if there's someone to blame, which I never say that somebody should be blamed, but somebody, I mean, in this case, I think somebody should be blamed. So, this was the last point I wanted to make. And I'm gonna invite you, my dear, to make your
0: uh, top three ideas for today. <laughs> I would just start from repeating what we have both, I think, established is that it's important not to not take it personally because it's a process, it's a match. Zoom out, don't focus on being, I don't know, I mean, don't take it too personal, basically. <laughs> don't focus on being like, oh, something is wrong with me, blah, blah, I'm bad. Just learn from it, right? Go and, and ask the senior designer, different senior designers like you want to suggest it um, for the feedback and see what you can adjust there, uh, what you can improve. But also, you can uh, then, if you're Take, going and taking this um, whiteboard challenge or any other kind of challenge uh, and not receiving back any feedback, maybe that's also a red sign. Maybe that's not the company you want to work at. They might give you a, an, a hint or a sign that they don't maybe necessarily treat their employees as well, um, very humanly, so to say. They maybe don't always share the feedback. Maybe they don't even have a culture of. Um, asking and receiving the feedback and helping each other to grow. Because even though feedback can be sometimes hard to take, uh, it's very critical for our growth in no matter what stage we are at. Could be a junior, could be just, I don't know, an internship, could be a senior. For seniors, it's also very important to ask and receive the feedback and be able to take it, uh, not being defensive, but actually to, you know, make lessons out of it. So, um it might be a a red sign. I'm not saying that every company that doesn't provide you a feedback on the later stages is an evil and you should run away. No. I mean, sometimes companies maybe have like a very tight timeline and they need ASAP and they may not be able to, I don't know, provide it timely. Maybe you can just uh, send them a message, follow-up message and ask, give me any insights on this interview process. I would appreciate your feedback. And They could sometimes actually forget to send you the notes, so you can just be proactive and ask for that and most likely and they will send it back. So I guess my first point was about not taking it personally, but the second point would be to look out for the companies who care about their employees, provide the feedback, and yet if they are don't, if they don't, again, don't blame them. Just be proactive and ask for the feedback and return. Them. And if they don't, then maybe that's actually a red flag. <laughs> it's a complicated framing, but I guess that's, those were my points from today's conversation. And I guess the last point I wanted to also make out of my personal story. As I was talking about it, I realized that framing is also a very important uh, aspect uh, of you going into the interviews. Sometimes if you sound desperate, sometimes if you sound like it's a last chance for you and you just give me this job because, you know what, I'm going to get kicked out of this country and stuff. I mean, I didn't say it that particular in that particular way, but I did felt that I was a bit like it's my last chance. And that could be sensed when you talk. Um, so it's important to take it light weightly. Again, when you're searching for a partner who, you know, who comes to the first date is you and instantly says like, okay, I need, I need, like, we need to buy a house, we need to get children now, and uh, this is my last chance, I'm getting old, please, let's do this. I mean, you probably will get scared, you will probably feel like, um, this is a bit too quick, too strong, too, like, you just want to take it easy, take it lightly, you want to get to know each other, you want to understand, and I don't know, have fun even throughout this process. So being desperate is not helping at all, and so my tip here or suggestion the last takeaway would be here to try to kind of change your framing and even if it's your last chance and if you're in despair maybe still think about it as like if you don't get this job it's great I mean change the framing get in a rejection it's a sign that it's not your company like it's not your person (laughs) and then just move on and keep searching Um, I for example when I was a interviewing for for citrix for the company i'm currently working at i was not searching for a job and it was for me more of a fun like interesting thing let me try to go through the process and see what gets out of it you know i was not desperate i was not looking for a job i was not like trying to be the best version of myself and present like i'm, a, I'm on top of the things i was just being honest having fun trying to be as authentic as i am i guess and i think that was a that was you know, something that I did much better this time around. <laughs> Whereas in the beginning, it was more of like, give me the chance, I need it. So taking it easy, uh, even though it's, of course, easier than that said than done, but changing the perspective helps a lot for me personally, I guess. That would be my third takeaway. What about your points for today, Ioana? I
1: would start by saying that um, it's something that kind of emerged out of the conversation already, but I would say that you need to UX your job hunt. So you really need to like research what's working, what's not working, why you, not, why, why you might not be getting called back, why you might be failing in the later stages of the design uh, recruitment process. And so just apply the UX process to your job hunt and try to Iterate based on feedback, gather feedback, gather insights, reflect, uh, be as self-aware as possible, handle the harsh truths that are to your, let's say, um, weaker points and so on. So just think of your job hunt like a UX process and improve and grow. And and just do your best to understand why it might not be working and what you can do better from your side. And that's like, I think it's a takeaway that uh, covers many other takeaways that I might detail. And I love your point about um, being desperate and not going desperate in the job hunt that desperation can be sensed. And I just want to close this episode with a metaphor that I love very much. It's from uh, Bertrand Russell, which is uh, an American philosopher um, uh, that I, I follow and I like very much. I don't follow him because he's not on social media, but I follow his ideas if you want. And he has this really nice metaphor of um, how to not be desperate or how desperation might be like, might look like. And he gives the example of a ship. That's going through the ocean and and then the ship sees like a beautiful island and the people on the ship say, hey, what a beautiful island. Let's go visit it. Let's take a break and go and see the island as opposed to seeing the island when the ship is sinking. <laughs> and so it's really it's really a difference in um, in. How you relate, how you go towards things without being like <laughs> close to dying or or, or drowning uh, and just like visiting and seeing if that makes sense to you. And it's like uh, rejections are oftentimes mutual. So it might be that Even if they don't feel like it, even if they don't seem. So it may be that it's just not the right
0: uh, match, like we said before. That's true. Actually, last year we were searching for a design manager and we haven't found one for like one year. And it was like for us as a company it was a very frustrating process as well and it was like a heartbreak every time we we couldn't move on with the candidate and we really wanted to but it was just not that much we couldn't take this risk you know so it's, it's a mutual process uh but i also like your point about it like the first point that you mentioned about embracing the process like it's not just, I guess, being being ready for this, it's important, right? It's, it's like you need to know that it's going to take time, like finding a partner, right? Probably you will not find a husband from the first date you have. <laughs> um, it's all right. Just be ready for this. It's okay. Be prepared. Embrace it. Iterate. Improve your portfolio. It's, it's all going to be fine. Just um, don't lose your hopes. Ask for feedback and don't get despaired and don't take it personally. It's all going to work out in the end like it always does, <laughs> I hope at least.
1: (laughs) Um, I guess that's it for today. So I just want to thank you for another conversation where I feel like I've grown. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And uh, I hope that that the listeners have the same feeling. If anybody wants to support us with Honest UX Talks, you can do it by just leaving a review and just sharing it maybe and following Honest UX Talks on Instagram. And I guess that's it. Uh, We can wrap up this episode. Thank you, Anfisa, and see you all soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.